TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Cap Benny's on Oyster about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody <laughs> with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. Welcome welcome aboard. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake, our sponsors today, the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show and the Belleville Meat Market. All right, let's get to the weather. Right now down on the island in Galveston, it's 64 degrees. Today we're looking at overcast skies, high of 68, south-southeast winds 10 to 20, and then for tonight... Rain showing up a little bit. Cloudy with showers. Low of 62. Southeast winds 5 to 10. That rain chance are throwing about a 50% chance on that. And then for tomorrow, cloudy in the morning. Then off and on rain showers, you know, during the afternoon hours. Thunder is possible with these. And a high of 67. South winds at 10 to 20. That rain chance tomorrow looks like about 40%. So it's come down some from the original forecast. So, But that changes about every... <laughs> Three hours. All right, looking at uh, tides for today. We're on a four-tide schedule. We're sitting on a high right now. It was a 1.2 just after midnight at the Galveston Channel, and we have a low coming up at 9.31 a.m. It's a negative 1.0, so it's a good smoking out going. And then we have a high at 5.47 p.m., a 1.0, so that's another good incoming with a low tonight at 9.17 p.m. It's an 0.9. Sunrise, 7.03 a.m., sunset, 6.04 p.m., and our moon phase is 2%. Our first new moon of the month will be tomorrow night. All right, looking at current conditions right now, Galveston Channel is 66 degrees down there with 60-degree water. South wind at 6 to 15. Barometric pressure 29.97. Steady. Eagle Point, it is 68 degrees with 62-degree water. And uh, we have a uh, not available wind direction, but it's at 5 miles per hour. I'd say you'd probably do south. Morgan's Point up in the top end of the complex at 62 degrees with 61-degree water, east-southeast wind at 9 to 10, and barometric pressure steady at 29.95 inches. So doesn't look too bad at all. All right, well, let's uh, let's run over to the Tri-Bay area and get fired off with the hammer this morning, Captain Glenn Hammond, see what he's up to. Good morning, Glenn. How are you, man? Hey, doing great, Captain Mickey. Thanks, buddy. How are you? I couldn't be better. It's hey, good morning, and uh, it's, uh, looking good. Kind of, you know. <laughs> well, we got depends some really on, light. Wheels. Depends on uh, what shade of glasses you got on, and you're looking through. <laughs> <laughs> it does. We're uh, we're we're uh, well. I'm not getting too much wind here at all this morning. So uh, I don't know if it's laid back or if it's just my weather machine or what, but uh, it's not blowing very hard at all, and it's not foggy, so uh, it looks like it's going to be be a pretty good day. We got 62 degrees down here, and uh, let's see. You're right there Starting by the on. pass. Yeah, uh, water temperature, I guess. Well, when I was out there Wednesday, we were getting like 57, 58 degree readings. And uh, and that that's probably pretty close to what it was. It, it felt chilly. I tell you what, and the fish that we caught when you pull them out of the water, they were cold. So, right. uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, 
uh, on Wednesday, uh, I couldn't wait any longer. I mean, Monday, okay, I had to go pick my pickup up. So I picked up my pickup. It, uh, it, uh, I had some front calipers put on it. I had a door glass put in it. This is my old truck, the one that I pulled the boat with. It's a 2008. Right. 2008 F250. So anyway, I had to get it in and uh, and get some get some brake work done on it. You know what the corrosion does all down here for everything. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's either that or I was going to have to borrow Melinda's truck, and I didn't even want to ask her to do that. We're trying not to put a trailer hitch on it until we really need to. Uh, the latest truck that we bought. But anyway, Tuesday morning the tides were super super low down here with northwest winds. Uh, I mean, our bay behind the house was non-existent. It was very, very low. Yeah, we uh, had like up my way. I guarantee, even with the rivers all swelled up, it was you know four foot low tide, man. Unbelievable. It was low. Unbelievable. All the reefs. I mean, everything. Everything, everything was exposed, up. wasn't it? <laughs> Time to yeah, go out everything. there and coon some oysters, man. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. I. You know what? You say that. I've seen a fleet. For the last couple of days, they've been moving from your end to down towards Matagorda. Now, I don't know where they're coming from over on your way, but they're moving them. You know how they do? They they just move them around from lease to lease. Well, they, uh, they got to make a living. They go. Uh, sure. You know, they go where they can can harvest. Right. Yeah, well, I've seen uh, probably counted 15, 20 different oyster boats in a couple of days, you know, making their way south. So something's going on down that way. They either found them a gold mine or, or you know, they just switch around. I think I don't know what they have to do or how they do it. But anyway, the the tides were super, super low when they were moving through. And uh, Wednesday, uh, I made a couple of phone calls Tuesday night. I was, man, I knew the weather was going to be right, and I'm itching to go fishing. So I called a buddy up, and uh, and he obliged, man. He showed up at eight o'clock uh, Wednesday morning. We got a pretty girly, pretty good, pretty good early start. Um, looking at the tide chart, it showed that we were supposed to have a uh, in, we were supposed to have incoming tide from six o'clock in the morning all the way till about one or two. Well, when we got out there, it was eight thirty, and that tide was still going out. And we fished till eleven thirty, and it was it was ebbing. It was just tapering off, fixing to turn around and come. But, you know, and where we fish is kind of in right in the between San Luis Pass and Surfside. So your tides are really funky. You know, you're kind of like almost in the middle of the bay. You don't really feel a – it just depends on where you are is if you're going to even feel the current at all. But we had a good outgoing current, and, uh, and we threw a little bit of everything. I actually – I kept uh, black with a chartreuse on. He he was using the LSU that's purple with a chartreuse mm. tail, and we didn't have to switch too much, man. It, I mean, they were hungry from the time we got out there from eight thirty to eleven thirty. It was a bite, a bite, a bite, that's a good. miss, a bite, a catch, a release. Probably caught twenty five, fifteen inches that we didn't even measure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we kept. Uh, we kept five fish for him that were uh, from 17 to 19 inches, just yeah. perfect. They were all all healthy as could be. Sound like and, Galveston uh, Bay clones, man, 17 to 19s. Man, yeah, and let go, uh, like I said, 20, 25 undersized that were that were 15 inches. I mean, it was the bite was on. We did, we, you know, he was using, I think, quarter-ounce lead head, and I was using a an eighth ounce. I like doing the the lighter, but uh, man, oh man, it was a snap. It was a pop. Good. I mean, you could definitely feel it. So we had a great time. Great time. Water condition. It looked kind of brackish, but as you, I mean, it, I took my uh, hydrometer and uh, checked the salinity at one end of uh, where we were fishing, one end of the bay, and then we ran for about ten minutes. And then I checked it again, and the water was a lot saltier, and guess where the fish were? Right there. I had checked it. The salinity was really kind of iffy, you know, in the first place we were fishing. And I forget, you know, I got it on the, on the meter, you know, the, the levels of uh, salt mm -hmm. and the salinity. But anyway, that thing, uh, that's a pretty handy little tool to carry with, you know, just uh, 
because I'm tired of swiping my finger in the water and, and tasting of it the old-fashioned way. But uh, anyway, because there ain't a bit of teller what you're tasting of these days. But anyway. Yeah, uh, I don't think was, I'd stick any of that water in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> that instrument you're talking about is a refractometer. I've got one. Right. You got a little uh, mm-hmm. plastic panel on the end by the glass, and you put salt water on it and close that plastic panel and hit the button. It'll give you the exact salinity rate of the water mm-hmm. you're checking. This one's a, Pretty cool kind tool. of a cheaper cheaper brand here. This one, you just fill it up with water, and it's got a little cage inside of it that moves yeah, up I've and down. Yeah, I've had this one, I don't know, 35 years, I guess. And depend uh, on it, too. Oh. Well, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, we used I mean, it when we were doing that tagging program for Exxon, that Exxon tag, uh, Tagger program, Exxon, mm-hmm. Exxon Tiger Tagger, or whatever they called it back then with the CCA and Exxon, and we uh, well, we tagged a lot of fish. And uh, well, I think had, out of, I don't know, there was like 10 guides in Galveston Bay that were in on that, and I think one tag got returned. It was one that Jimmy West had tagged in East Bay on Hannah's Reef, and it was caught there a couple of years later so that fish never left that reef stayed in that area i'll, I'll be darned that is something yeah it's called a refractometer yeah well uh after after doing that we sat on them and we sat on them and and we stayed in a little area and uh the it was it was really fun man uh, did you catch those fish I, over shell or mud or what or a mix it's mud, mud, mud. with yeah, warm it's mud combination bottom. of little, little right. towheads here and there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's a moisture shell nearby, but uh, yeah, mud shell mix. But, yeah, yeah, and they were it's on pretty that common mud. for this time of year. What we would do is, uh, we would get a somewhere where there was a drop off, a little bit of a dip or something, and you'd bring mm-hmm. it across that mud, and right when it goes down to drop down in there, man, they were they were like just waiting for bait to come over that ledge and and uh it was a classic little old snap man it was it was a whole bunch of fun like i said we could have kept as many limits as we wanted to but uh we ain't like that he wanted a few fish so we picked him up a limit and he was very happy for it and just he'd been working real hard he's, he does he has his own air conditioning company and they've been he's been smoked lately and so uh he wanted a day off and and we went and did it, buddy. Uh, talking to some of the bait camp owners, they're closing and opening, and you never know when they're going to be. Some of them are closed down, and some there's there's still out of four or five bait camps down here. There's two or three of them that are still open, so yeah, no problem well, that's with good. Bait. Yeah, and they still well. It's fixed to be, back. you know, we fixed to get a drum run and sheephead run and all that going here pretty soon, and bread. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. Uh, Once bait water's key. Start- yeah, once that water starts creeping back up there, uh, getting anywhere near seventy degrees, it'll be on. You know, it's, if we go through it every year, just a little cooling uh, period right now. But I sure like it, man. I'm 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 just love the the way you're able to cover so much water, just so much territory throwing that plastic. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's that's why we do it, Glenn. You know, with our customers, if they if they're adequate casters i mean they can catch fish on soft plastics no no big deal it's not rocket science you bet feel the bite baby you know and and a lot of them use braided line and you can feel 10 times better with braided line so that helps them a lot too and and uh this guy that went with me like old saying cover more water catch more fish and then that's exactly right buddy do you cover some water and i've been using braid uh, Steve, my buddy, he he'll take one of my reels home and he'll bring it back with a braid on it, and and I've fought and struggled through it and cussed and this and that, but uh, I, I got used to it. And it's well, you not just can't sling it hard. You got to cast it totally different. You know, you can't totally let it go different. like you do mono. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, but I ain't going back to mono. I'll tell you that much. It's too mud. It's awesome to feel them strike that thing, man. Just you know what I mean. You can tell when he, they if they swim by or take a brush at it, you can feel it. But uh, right, no, it's really really awesome, man. Anyway, we're so fortunate to have the fishery that we have down here, and and uh, it looks like our population of the fish are still up. Not no giant fish, but but uh, plenty of schoolies. And uh, that's our future. So take care of them as you catch those little ones, man. Just just get that hook out there easy as you can, and and release them, and hopefully with 
they'll live to grow Hopefully we get some big fish. I'm tired of being a runt pond. I'm ready to get some big ones, man. All right, Hammer, yes. throw them out a number, brother. Yes, sir. They can always reach me at 713-208-0683. Y'all have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Sunday, buddy. All right. Keep that land wet. See you, man. All right. That's the Hammer down in the Tri-Bay area. And, you know, folks, if you're going fishing, well, don't. Not till you've been to the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show. That's coming up next week, February 14th through the 18th, and that's going to be at the George R. Brown Convention Center. That's Wednesday through Sunday. And we're talking everything for the fishermen. All the new rods, reels, lures, factory reps there to answer all your questions, plus to show you new product, and guides from Alaska to South America. And we're talking dozens of fully rigged boats on display, with people there to help you if you're looking for a new boat get a pretty good deal at the fishing show and check out their hundreds of kayaks on display and clinics by expert fishermen covering salt and fresh water and don't forget about the kids on saturday and sunday they'll have the special kids clinic they always have that every afternoon and uh, tons of giveaways for the kids they'll have a good time and take some cool stuff home with them so if you love to fish you just want to learn more about fishing don't miss the 49th annual houston fishing show you can check it out at houstonfishingshow.com Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. It's 419 here in the Bayou City on this Friday morning. And uh, Plog texted me something earlier that was pretty funny. Said he saw where uh, an 11-inch pencil trout traveled, what was it, 83 miles in two months. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool, but I had to reply with a funny. You know, I just said, yeah. Said he made it 81 miles because he wasn't 12 inches yet. <laughs> Somebody would have caught him or kept him. All right, let's let's go up to the Fayette County Reservoir and let's check in with Mr. Bob Green this morning. Hey, Bob, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain, man. It's all good. Uh, it wouldn't do any good to complain anyway. No, that's, <laughs> that's all there is in the world anymore. Yeah. Nobody's happy. They need to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's more fun than sitting around if they got the money to do it you know hey drop everything and go fishing that's Forget exactly right yeah i'm just sometimes just sitting out there looking at the birds and uh and uh, the water would of course here there was a couple of days last week that well at least when i fish i mean the smoke's after going straight up i mean it's like glass and then, of course, and then the very next day, you got 20-mile-an-hour winds blowing south, southwest, or southeast, something like that. So, right. You know, I, and, and really, I think those fish seem to do a little better when there's a little ripple on the water or a little light breeze compared to just being real still. Yeah, dead yeah, calm, know. man. It's, uh, man, you don't have any water moving. You can't move. I mean, it just, it, it's tough sometimes. I'd rather have some wind myself. And, and and trying to depending figure on out, where I'm fishing, I mean, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out the water temps the other day, and I'd have 68 in one spot, which was really warm because it, it, the day before it was 65, mm-hmm. six or seven. But then you had a couple of really really calm days when when the surface temp got up to 68 in some of the back coves. Right. So, you know, it just, you know, and it depends on this, like how close you are to the discharge area, how close or whichever way the wind blows, blows that surface temp. So it's usually kind of hard to, you can get an average temperature, let's say between, you know, 65 and 68. So, hey, it, it it's what it is. I'm sure that water down there a little deeper is the same temperature, but uh, it, it's still pretty much the same of the old, uh, Ned Rig is getting getting popular again right now. Right. You know, that was a that was a big deal last year. That look with the little smaller bait on it. So 
but it's still, you know, Carolina rigs are still working in anywhere from 12 to, well, 9 to 12, so just in that range there somewhere. I mean, you can catch one in 20 foot, too, if you, if, if you get it in front of one of them. But I was using red bug and, and a lot of people using green pumpkin. Green pumpkin seems to be another good one right now. Uh, and, and not necessarily on the skinnier type, more like the yum or the or the or the chompers or something like that. Uh, but uh, I I don't know. One day you one day you'll go out and just have a heyday. And uh, I meant to send you a picture of that one. That, that uh, I made a couple of casts in about two foot of water, and I had one hit it running off with it and. When I pulled it in, it had those black spots from the tail to the yeah, top back fin. Yeah, deficiency or whatever it is yeah. when they go into spawning mode. Yeah, and, and you know they only start you know late late January usually is when we start right. catching them like that. And uh, I mean, you may catch eight or ten and not even have one of them with a spot, and then all of a sudden you'll catch one. It's got it, and and uh, and they'll have that you know that that that. Uh, that gland underneath there will be nice and pooched out and like they're ready to to get after it. So, and most of the bigger fish I've seen caught, even from pictures of other people, those that thing is you know they're about to pop with eggs. I mean, gosh, it's February, so yeah, they should be full of eggs. Yep. But I'm still not seeing them stacked on them. Oh, out there on some of them, like twenty foot. Uh, ledges and things like that like they were last year and year before last where they were they would kind of stack up on that thing that or that or i just ha- found which one they're stacked up on yet but uh they'll do that getting ready to go into those those areas right of course they're already they're already in those areas right now but just to me it don't seem as thick as they should be but they'll, they'll get there i mean there for one thing they they don't know where there's any grass at and I, I think i told you last week that bulrush is just melted down but there's starting to be a little bit of the green stuff that survived it you know that, uh, that w- when they brought the water back up i guess it it, it gave them a little protection out a little deeper mm-hmm. so so we'll see how that works out but as far as the bulrush all the way around the lake it just looks solid brown and then the uh, the marine naiad that that we had so much of, and actually hydrilla around the lake, is right. gone. I mean, if you find Man, that, that's, that's crazy. a yeah, all from that freeze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, well, you know, I think I think it did it. What two, three? When was the last? When that big uh, freeze? Back in two 20, or three back years. Twenty one. Well, and then the next 20. year, twenty two, we had another one. Not quite as bad, but it was still pretty bad. So. Yeah, it just—I don't understand how it didn't—it didn't affect as much grass as it did with this three-day freeze. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I had some some. Oh, I meant to send you a picture of. I'm I'm gonna send that picture to you after a while. But uh, I was I, I walked out the door and forgot where I was going. Oh, I was going fishing. Matter of fact, and it was about one thirty in the afternoon. And I had my hands full of stuff. I walk out underneath the uh, awning out in the back uh, beside the house. And I look up and there's this huge, huge deer standing there looking at me at the feeder from, from the back gate. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, it's an elk got out from somewhere. It wasn't quite as big as an elk unless it was young. Yeah. So I've been, I've sent pictures out and it's, uh, oh, that guy's got them long straight horns that come up. You know, I mean, you call them, you, 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 you say, uh, you describe their horn as uh, four by four. Right. Uh, and what's that spotted one? Oh, a uh, axis. Uh, axis. But it but it had this, this long hair in the front from the neck down. Anyway, that's, that sucker, he kind of looks up and sees me, and he comes running back up toward the house. And then sees me again, and and then runs and jumps the fence. But I got perfect per- pictures of it. I'll send it to you. What was it? A psychedelic? You think? But it had spots. You said. I've I've had I've had somebody tell me it's a psychedelic, and and then the other one, 
they're they've got it's got spots on it but they're not oh. as they're not as uh pronounced up toward the front as they are on the back yeah that's that's probably but an I, axis I, no, that's what I'm wondering. I just couldn't remember it having that, send me that a much picture hair. Of it. I'll tell you neck. what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll send it to you, and then you. I don't know how to do it while I'm talking, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could. Well, you'd have to put me on speakerphone and then go back into it, and then that's all right. Just send it to me when you get off. That's no big deal. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. It. Uh, the water's in good shape. Actually, it was it was pretty doggone clear. Right. When I was out there. Oh, I, I think I screwed my phone up. But anyway. Don't worry about it. Here. Just send it to yeah. me when we hang up. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> if you don't mind, let me know what you think. If it's okay. like uh, the other one. Uh, anyway, I told you what the water temperature was. Uh how would you watch they were fishing? Oh, crankbait. A uh, little crankbait early on square bill. Yeah, just shallow running run. out. Shallow running crank, four to five, something like that. Uh, sexy shed, that's always good color this time of year. Well, I did pull into that, to one cove. I forgot what day it was. But there was pelicans. I mean, this little old cove. If them pelicans were eating, they had to have cleaned out everything in one cove. There must have been a thousand pelicans or five hundred. Uh, really, wonder what they were on shad or baby tilapia or what? I I think they were on shad. The only thing I can think, but yet I didn't I didn't see a bunch of shad working because I, I didn't even pull into it. I just kind of idled around and saw what they were doing. But uh, I went in there later after they had left. And I think I caught two fish on the on a bank that should have had twenty on it. So, uh, seems like it seems like there's more concentration out deeper or in the trees right now than anything else yeah. is going on. So, I, I don't know if they're just kind of delayed a little bit in the shallows. Well, they may be. You know, y'all's water got pretty cold for up there. It yeah, it really did. You know, and it may have may have delayed it two or three weeks. Well, you know, it's weather-related stuff. It's, you know, it's the way it works. But it seems like anybody who's catching, you know, that uh, uh, double-digit numbers, and there's not that many of them, because I know when we were talking at the boat ramp the other day, I had people that I know are good fishermen that's been up there fishing that was saying, you know, that they just had a few fish that day and just couldn't figure out what was going on. And even the, the park host was telling me that he was getting some slow reports. And I said, "Well, just hang on. It's 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 there. It'll yeah, it'll come together." It, it, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, that's kind of what's what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm just glad to see some water back in the lake. I mean, actually, where your boat don't go under the dock again. Right. Uh, you know, because there was a last year I had that that top rail of my boat redone and re, redone and fixed up. And it was sitting there just trying to slap against that every time it made me nervous. Every time I pulled in next to the dock, but there's rumors they're fixing up. You know, they did some new docks over at the other part and talking about doing some more at our part, which, which we need that we've only got like three spots there. Uh, and then when you got the, the parking lot full of boats, boats, uh, that puts everybody pushing up on the grass, and it's pretty steep right there. So your nose of your boat goes right into, and, you know, fills the eye up with mud and stuff like that. So, well, maybe so if they redo them, they ought to right. just do those floating docks. Yeah, I mean that way well, they it stay at the same level all the time. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we'll see if they do that or not. Yeah, that makes. I it doubt nice. it's probably. Just yeah, they'll probably just add to it and put them out there. We'll see. And they've done some pretty pretty nice stuff around there, like that uh, you know, RV circles and all. A lot of that stuff they didn't have, you know, as much. But mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm, I'm I figured out a lot of that is is uh, for the RV people that come in from the north. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess they're all coming down here because every RV park in this area is packed. So, 
Yeah, this time of year, you know, wintertime, they they fill them up, man. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't live in that kind of stuff for nothing. I I mean, we barely get by on these other deals that we have three or four days. (laughs) Yeah, really. I just every time it comes, I'm I'm on alert to drain water, drain, do this, do that. So just give me. I bet the plumbing in those RVs, when you get in that bitter cold like that, I bet it doesn't hold up. It, uh, I don't unless see it's really it. insulated, you know, big time. Um, Cold spell. I guess you just have to drain everything down and open the lines up and air them out. Just wait for it to that's be what I do. Boy, it's tough being without water for three days. Man, that <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Well, we we did okay. I I kept it. I kept it dripping pretty good. Uh, that's so. what I did. I come out all right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think what do we got? We've got another little cool scout coming this next week. Yeah, Monday. I think uh, Houston low is going to be around 36. So it'd probably be about 40 or 41 on the coast. So a little cooler mm-hmm. up your way. It might, you might get a light freeze up there out of it. But yeah, I thought it's warm I saw up during the day, getting the 60s. Oh, yeah. And that's not bad. You just dress warm yeah. for the morning. Yeah, and just layer, layer up, up in the mornings and peel it off as the day goes on, man. Wait for that sun to close. Well, normally you don't want the sun to get too high, but yeah, on them cold mornings, you're saying, "Hmm, come on, clear them trees." Yeah, uh, I heard just, that. Just the sight of it warms up anyway. Uh, All right, Mister Mister Green, it's always a pleasure talking to you. If somebody wants to call you about getting up there and getting in on some good fishing here in the next few weeks, it's going to really get good. How they get a hold of you, man? Oh yeah. Two eight one four six zero nine two zero zero or Fayette County Fishing dot com. I'll send that picture as soon as you get off the phone. That'll work. All right, buddy. Yeah, See you have later. A great weekend. All right. All right. That's Mr. Bob Green up on Fayette County. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. Easy to find right in downtown Belleville. Look for the big white sign. And uh, check out all their smoked sausage samples. They're available daily in their store. And a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, pulled pork, homemade hot dogs are available on the menu also. And uh, buy you some ground beef, a 85-15 blend, three fifty nine a pound when you buy it in a 10-pound pack, pack bulk. And uh, gear up for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. With all their USDA choice briskets, pork ribs, and smoked sausage, competitive pricing on smoked sausage. Call and ask to speak with Ben. And uh, check on having a quarter calf or a half calf available and processed for you. And wild game processing, well, they do that year-round. They're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs, homemade hot dogs using your venison or wild pigs where you can bring something home the entire family can enjoy all year long the belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater houston community that's the belleville meat market where meat is our middle name Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. Yeah, Bob sent me the pictures there. That's a beautiful Axis buck, big mature one. That's uh, That'd make a good mount and <laughs> would uh, make a beautiful hide, too, an excellent table fare. Yeah, I believe I'd roll that one. That, uh, put him on the ground. That's a beautiful, beautiful animal. Boy, they sure are good eating. They are awesome. And, uh, and coming up this month, you got, uh, you know, every February we have that crab trap cleanup, uh, where one day I think on the 17th, it'll close crab trap, crabbing will be closed. All traps should be out of the water between the 16th and the 25th of February and, um, clean those up, get them out of the water. I think their volunteer day is, uh, on a Friday or something like that, 17th. Or they'll get them out of the water. You can go help. If anybody wants to do that. But uh, that's kind of what's going on in the spring. A lot of people are waiting on the drum run, sheephead, and all that. There's 
a lot of puppy drum being caught, you know, up my way right now. There's a few being caught in that dirty water. So that fresh water didn't flush everything, which it, it may not. It may, uh, may continue to, you know, just flow over the top and hold, hold what fish we have up there. Keep them around where they don't move too far. But I thought that was pretty cool. James texted me that, uh, fish swam at 11 inch pencil trout swam that far and that's uh it just tells you how they move around you know they say they don't migrate or move much but some do some don't anyway yeah well we can't get a hold of tommy this morning just call brian and uh we'll uh get a south pottery report and that uh Texas Saltwater Legends Tournament starts this morning. I want to wish everybody good luck in that and hope we ought to see some really nice fish caught in that tournament with this new moon coming up and, you know, the guys have been down there pre-fishing. Um, I talked to Tim from Texan Roofing, and he was down there fishing this week with uh, the Blackwell brothers, and, boy, he had some he, uh, they had some really awesome fishing, quality, nice, beautiful fish they caught. So we ought to see some good weights in this tournament really should and uh we'll see how many fish over nine pounds get weighed in you know we've been seeing a few nine pounders down that way here lately so we'll we'll just have to see can't wait that'll uh run today and tomorrow so we'll know by sunday who wins and somebody's gonna win it all right let's go down to south padre and let's check in with our good friend brian barrera hey brian what's up buddy hello sir how you doing I couldn't be better, man, and you? Oh, pretty good. Yeah? Just hanging out Friday. Got to go fishing here today. Actually, got to fish a double today, so. Got a double. Going to be a long one. Yep. You're young and healthy and <laughs> spry. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what'd you get my age? I run a double that after called Ben Tob, so y'all check me in. I'm done. <laughs> no, I could yeah. do it, but I wouldn't like it. I'd be tired. I don't. I don't either. But I got some good friends coming in town, so I'm gonna go ahead and take them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm double snook fishing today. Although I haven't snook fished all week, I've been running the flats all week. Right. That's the last time we talked. I think I snook fished one day. It was pretty good. We caught maybe 20 fish or so, 25 fish. Right. But other than that, I've been running the flats and I've been catching uh, a lot of speckled trout. There's been a ton of nice 18 to 22 inch trout. Right. Uh, I've had no issue catching those each day. It's been pretty fun. And then. What are you, uh, what are you chunking at them? Just jigs, a little quarter ounce jig. We've been in about two feet of water. Right. Working at kind of potholes and stuff. Maybe right. Three foot of water, deeper spots. And uh, just bottom. Oh, that's deep water for down there, three feet, man. <laughs> yeah, the reason I've been working that three feet a lot is because uh, um, our tides have been so low, so low that there's this like nice little drop off air that I kind of like to hit. And uh, they've been pretty stacked, pretty stacked lately with those low tides. So it's been it's been pretty neat. And there's been a lot of, uh, I've been seeing, like, acres and acres of black drum in the mix, you know? Right. So, yeah, you know, what drum we season. Yeah, one day we went out there with jigs, caught a ton of trout, some nice reds, and I was just seeing black drum, like, next to the boat all over the place. And I couldn't resist it, so I was like, I can't resist it. I'm going to get some shrimp, go out there the next day popping cork and live shrimp which is like one of the things that i like to do the least yeah but i had some beginner fishermen fisher women two ladies and wanted them to enjoy and hope maybe we could get a bunch of drum and of course that backfired you go out there with those shrimp and all you all i did was catch like 20 catfish and i was so bad oh god and uh we switched over to artificial and ended up catch saving the day and catching our our uh, two limits of trout there Save the day. Then the next day, we were going to go sheep's head fishing. So I did get some live shrimp, and then it ended up being too windy. So we ran <laughs> up north real quick, and since I had the shrimp already, 
um, we threw a little bit, and then sure enough, that day we got lucky, and the black drummer in there eating, and so we there ended up go. getting. Uh, yep, we ended up catching three man limit of drum, trout, and redfish. We only kept the drum and the trout. A couple of bull reds released also. So, right. It was uh, it's been good. Yesterday was a little tough, but we still managed to catch some some good fish. It wasn't as good. Pretty calm winds, you know. Stream low tides in the morning. Well. But I'm going fish today, so. Have you uh, have you seen any big trout while you're fishing for these trout? Have you missed any or had a I've shot seen, at any? When I've been fishing shallow, throwing topwaters for the reds, I've, I've uh, driven over some potholes and seen some monsters lately. Oh, boy. Uh, I've seen some really, really big ones driving over. I'm looking for reds, you know, and then uh, big enough to where I come back and drift through. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to completely pinpoint them unless you come back and wade through, you know. Right. But I know that there's been some big ones. There's a really big one, nine-pounder, caught like uh, maybe 300, 400 yards from me a while back. Right. The one that got turned in with for that big trout tournament mm. a buddy of mine uh the captain not, i don't know the the angler but the captain was a buddy of mine cool. he wasn't too far from me and i saw he caught that big old i heard him hooting and hollering and i saw on facebook a big old nine pounder so yeah i think i saw that fish beautiful fish man Tell you, you bust nine pounds that's that's trophy city i mean everybody talks about the elusive 10 and all that but you know, I know, I know old timers I grew up fishing with, they fished all their lives and they may have caught one over nine, you know, total. I haven't caught many. You know, a legitimate fish. I mean, nowadays you can shove them through lenses and everything else and call them what you want. But if you really look those fish over, you can tell, you can tell if they're nine or not, even with the yeah. lens shoving. I've never carried a scale with me my whole fishing career, but. I've always just kind of measured the length on them, but I know I've caught maybe one or two that were in that range that mm-hmm. were monsters. My girlfriend caught one that was easily 10-plus on a topwater with me maybe four years ago. Right. I remember that fish. She just caught it. That, that was a toad, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, Fish of yeah, a lifetime. Yep. Yep. We're always chasing that big trout. Hopefully to get it. I'm going to chase it a lot more coming up here in the near future so i got a lot of well it's getting y'all's time of year down there you know that uh i I knew an older guy that fished with me way back in the day and he had a place down there and that's this is the time of year he'd spend a whole month down there strictly shallow fishing for that one elusive fish yep february march is generally the better time yes the fish of a lifetime exactly not necessarily just a 29 inch or a 30 inch fish but like the fish right <laughs> to get down here chasing that bud rolling fish you know that 35 incher <laughs> oh boy so who knows i haven't heard of any true giants this year getting caught other than that 10 but usually there's at least one 11 or so that i see that gets caught usually around cca time right well unfortunately they hadn't uh had a trout tournament you know they've been backing off due to the uh you know, the state yep. of the fishery. That's good anyways. Fishery could always use a little help. There's so much more fishermen out nowadays. Well, that's true. That's true. We'll give them a break. So you're going to snook, also- snook fish today, two trips for snook? Yes, sir. I got two trips for snook. We're going to be bottom bouncing some jigs and, uh, Maybe some swim baits, bigger swim baits, but I've been catching them with jigs on the bottom lately, so that's what we're going to mm. do. Hopefully it works out good. How deep of water are you having to fish? Hmm, anywhere from like 8 to 14 feet usually yeah. right now. Drop-offs, yeah. Yep, low and slow, fishing for them. We'll see what happens with that. I've been doubling up every day after I work in the morning. I've been going out to this little ranch I'm uh, hunting at here in Bayview, about 50 acres, and setting up my deer blind clearance and Darrow's getting ready to try to blast a Neil guy. I've got some nice Neil guy on camera there. Yeah. You so, killed one last year, didn't you? 
Or was yes, that year sir. before last? Year before last, actually. Um, so I'm hoping to, I've been getting that ready to do a little hunting also on my off on the afternoons that I've got off. So I'm ready. I'm ready for a good February. Yeah, everybody is. It's uh, we got that little front coming Monday. You know, it's going to get cold one night. Maybe you know the next night a little cool, but nothing like. I hope we can escape the month without any any dreadful fronts. Get fishing into full yeah. swing. Get this water up where it needs to be temperature wise, and let the games begin. Yeah, I've definitely been dealing with some mega heavy winds lately, but nothing like too horrible. Yeah, y'all I've, been getting a lot more I've, wind down there than we have up here. Yeah, I've been fishing in like twenty five mile an hour consistent winds, gusting mm-hmm. higher lately. I don't think I've ever fished Port Isabel when it wasn't windy. You know, in the mornings it'd be slick, calm, and then, man, it'd start coming up, and you could... Yeah, I live here, and I don't think I've ever fished Port Port Isabel when it isn't windy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a windy place from Corpus down your way. It's just something. But y'all got the, you know, the the base system to handle that. You know, it's not deep, and, you know, you got the grasses and everything, keep the water clean, but... That's the most aggravating thing when you pull those real high winds, all that grass breaking loose, and when you're waiting, you got to throw down those lanes where there's not any grass, and it, yeah. uh, no telling how many fish you miss because you can't throw where you need to without grassing up. Yeah. But you use a what was that? That PT bait, that top water, that uh, weedless yep. top water that uh, yep, the DOA the makes. That top water. As far as catching big trout, I've had the best luck with that PT seven top water. In a seven. Pink that's it. Color. Yep. Right. It's a weedless soft plastic top water PT seven. If you're in a weedless situation, it's awesome, especially even fresh water. You know, over lily pads and stuff, skipping docks with it. But on the flats, I've caught plenty of uh, very big trout with it. Um, you know, I remember uh, Pradco, that big company, uh, I think Yum or somebody made it. It was a floating uh, soft plastic topwater. It had a big uh, single hook that you rigged it weedless with and worked it. And you know, I've got some of those, and I've never tried them. Of course, I don't. I'm, you know, I'm not. I don't fish grass like y'all do up here. We don't have it. Those weren't uh, hollow, I don't think. And they were kind. Of, they were big, but a little bigger yeah. than this one. Yeah, they were they were kind of big. I mean, it was for a big bite. Yeah. Text me your address. I'll send you a couple. Cool. Yeah. PT sevens. Uh, when you, I mean, I've got plenty of reds. You know, you're not going to get the hookup ratio that you do with treble hooks, but you're also not going to get the hookup ratio on the grass either. You know. Right. That's one of my favorite ones to throw, especially this time of year. It's the time of the year when I throw that pink top water for them big trout. Yeah, this is a good time of year for pink. You know, everybody's yep. doing doing real good on that Laguna shrimp color and the soft plastic, which is pink. And, uh, yeah. you know, I do good with pink, you know, like skitter walks and other top waters. Yep. And uh, even the pink lily. Especially that new fluorescent one they got. That's man, that bait's beautiful in the water. Trout will love it, man. I've never tried one of those. I've heard a lot about them. What the lilies and stuff? You'd like them. They're, you know, and if you can get them snook shallow, they'd probably go crazy over that or the hot rod. You know, that little shad looking bait, kind of rattle trap looking bait that uh, you can, you know, it'll float and jig it down, take it down about two feet in the water column and stop it and let it suspend and just slowly rise back to the surface. Good bait, man. Bending snook. I've always thought the same thing about the corkies. I'm actually one of one of few guys in the whole state of Texas that's never thrown a corky before. So, oh my or goodness, don't it, well, don't. It'll save you a lot of money if you don't, because you'll get hooked on them so bad you can't stand it. Right. There's, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no, nothing that hardly beats that corky thump, man, on a fat boy or an original man. When they when they suck it in, they take it all the way home. They jump on it, man. Sounds fun. Because you can stop it right in front of them. It'll just sit there and hold and just barely sink. I love that bait. Caught a lot of big trout on them, man. I'll crack someday. Someday somebody will leave one in my boat. Well, 
You mail me some PTs, I'll mail you some some a uh, couple of fat boys and a couple of originals. What what's yeah. a good color? What's your best all around color that you'd throw the most? Probably a purple chartreuse. Purple chartreuse. Probably a purple chartreuse or something in the purple. I don't range. know whether I got any corkies that color. I don't glow know. I'll, I'll dig. Pearl chartreuse, glow chartreuse. Yeah, we I, I throw a lot of we throw a lot of that pearl body chartreuse back, and uh, yep. that's a good color. Right? Well, I think that's what uh, Wallace caught the state record on, in Baffin. And wow. uh, you know we got some pinks. That pink fat boy is hard to beat too, with that glitter in it. Man, they jump all over that machine. They they suck it up. It's pretty good. All right, Brian. Well, look, buddy. If somebody wants to come down and uh, fish with you, come on down and uh, capture the beauty of South Padre. It's for sure, is pretty down there. How do they get a hold of you, man? They're always happy to have a couple sickos. I've actually got Fred Adams crew coming down this weekend. Oh, there you go. Freddy, Action. here we go. You got Big Fred or Little Fred? Little Fred. Little Fred? All right, cool. So, yep, they can call me 956-755-9413 or check out the website, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, Brian. Well, hey, man, it's always good talking to you, and you have a great day. Hope you catch him up. Pile him snook you, up, man. Get on him, brother. Thank you. All right, thank you. See you. All right, that's Brian Barrera down in South Padre. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio, Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 